Welcome back to another edition of the Perbolite Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 4 of Perb Take, where we do a weekly review of all the biggest news in sports. This is Jamin White, joined with Adam Goldsborough and Tyler Zeman, and special guest, Athletic Director, Mr. John Saris. Today we'll be talking about uh, some news around the NFL and the Pittsburgh Steelers and recent developments with the team, also some uh, college football news, and the recent movement to try and get uh, student-athletes paid for the likenesses. All right, first we're going to talk about uh, some action around the NFL. Big game on Thursday night between the Rams and the Seahawks, uh, and in dramatic fashion with a missed kick by the Rams kicker. Uh, excellent performance by Russell Wilson. Everybody's calling him an early MVP candidate. I like to agree. I think he's the best quarterback in the NFL. Anybody else care to chime in about that? I disagree. All right. Even though, <laughs> even though the Chiefs lost last night, um, Close. kind of disappointing yeah. nineteen to thirteen loss to the Colts last night. I still think Pat Mahomes, MVP candidate, puts up crazy number, crazy numbers. Just loves throwing the ball around. So I'm a big Pat Mahomes fan. He's great. Obviously, everybody knows how great he is. I just think he's had. Uh, obviously, these last two games have been kind of a slump. I don't think Russell Wilson's ever, ever had that, and certainly has not had it this year. Still has a perfect uh, touchdown-interception ratio. Seahawks are winning. I don't know. He did throw an interception, though, in the Super Bowl and not run the ball. Why? <laughs> just saying. Pat Mahomes never did that. Pat Mahomes never made it to a Super Bowl. That's true. Kansas City's not going to a Super Bowl because uh, – even though Mason Rudolph got murdered last night, I think the uh, Steelers are still uh, playoff bound, and I think they got some pieces around them. You know, last time we had a one one and four start. You know, Terry Bradshaw went down in 1976. We still went to a championship game, so I'm excited. I don't know. I think it's the only difference is we don't have Terry Bradshaw. That's well, neither did they. Yeah, exactly my point. Yeah, were they starting their third string quarterback from Stanford though? <laughs> they were starting some. Uh, Terry Hanratty from Notre Dame, who uh, and Hodges played good last uh, he did play yesterday. Good. I will admit that. He but did play good. The Steelers would also have to go through New England and Kansas City with Pat Mahomes, potential <laughs> MVP candidate. Well, <laughs> it's true. I think this defense is electric. I think um, I think they could slow Pat Mahomes down if they had to. I mean, that first game against the Patriots, I don't. That wasn't us playing to the best of our capabilities, obviously. So. It'll be a long shot, but I think we got a decent chance. I mean, what would you do if you were the GM, if you had to go out and make a move right now before the deadline? For the Steelers? Yeah. Obviously, you got to find some sort of quarterback, backup quarterback, and bring him in ASAP. Um, you need, and then it just have to make things simple for uh, Devlin Hodges, who goes by Duck, I believe. Yeah. So I, I, Yes, you have to make it simple. But uh, simple doesn't always win you football games. No. But is it too soon to start saying that when you call in Kaepernick? I don't know. I mean, that could be an option. I mean, that's an option. But I really don't know how well he'd work in Pittsburgh. I don't know. I, mean, I think it'd be an exciting Maybe move. he's just been out of the football for too long. Would he even want to sign in Pittsburgh? I would sign in Pittsburgh. First uh, NFL team to completely integrate back in the 40s. I think it's a great culture for Colin Kaepernick. Maybe. Maybe. I think they have to find someone, though. Someone has to come in. Someone has to have it. I don't think Mason Rudolph's making his way back to play football 
anytime soon. I hope because I think he was starting to grow. But uh, I don't see after the hit yesterday and the way he looked as he got carried off um, the field yesterday, I don't think he's making it back anytime soon. Should be interesting. But good news is we're still uh, third in the AFC North. Bengals are still winless, so we're still within striking distance, I yeah. think. <laughs> All right, so now we're going to shift topics to college football and college sports in general by talking about really should college athletes be paid in California has a new bill called the Fair Pay to Play Act and that is going to take effect in 2023 and basically all it means is that California can no longer deny student athletes from getting agents and making money off of their likeness so that could mean something like potentially an NCAA 20 comeback or a game something like that but it also helps these players obviously make money so I guess now we can just discuss what we all think of it. Well, um, Mr. Saris, you're the athletic director of the school, so I'm sure you have an interesting uh, perspective on it. I do. After some research about the Fair Play Act, I think it has to be consistent. Um, big school, little school, whether it's revenue, non-revenue sport, whether it's big conference, little conference, same thing. Well, however you want to describe it, it has to be consistent. Um, what I used in conversation over the weekend was, if I'm a basketball player at Duke University and I'm a basketball player at the University of Pittsburgh, Division One, same conference, this, the pay has to be the same because now all of a sudden that might be an additional recruiting tool. If, okay, I can go to Duke for $10,000, they're going to pay me, but if I go to Pitt, I'm only getting 5000 Well, that, that's an extra recruiting tool that's going to go on. So it has to be consistent, in my opinion, across the – the sports across the, you know, the the conferences the, across the teams that have the, the consistency, in my opinion, is what needs to happen. Yeah, and if it weren't to, it could suddenly turn into a league like the MLB, where it's basically pay to play. All the people that pay the most win the most and end up in championship games. So that's pretty interesting. And we saw a lot of people were upset about it, and uh, people like Tim Tebow came out and said, "Well, oh, it's a disgrace. You know, why would you do that to universities? Ruin the authenticity of college football." And then people were like, "Well, not everybody's a Tim Tebow." And to your to your point, Mr. Saris, not everybody can go to a Florida football program or uh, Texas or in Oklahoma. So I think finding that balance uh, would have to be very important. Yeah. Um, but one thing I am curious about is. I know since you are athletic director, you've met college coaches, obviously. Is this like a discussion you have with them about how they feel about it? Um, I think it's relatively new. College coaches that have come through the door um, to recruit our athletes have yet to embark on those conversations. But for sure, moving forward, I think when it comes to the springtime and you know college coaches making their way here to Baldwin High School, I, I, that is one question I'm going to ask. So how are you going to tackle those types of obstacles? Not that it's an obstacle, but I think – you know, again, back to the consistency. If I'm a Ohio State and I come through as a football, and then I'm a Duke as a, a Duke University for basketball, what? Where's that equation? How can you figure out? Or if I'm a smaller school and I'm an in-state athlete and I play for tuition at a much lower rate for a scholarship, again, there has to, you know, there has to be some sort of formula that balances the playing field, all sports, all conferences, everything of the such. Do you think it'd be easier if there was just a flat NCAA uh, rate rule that like every athlete must be paid so and so, as opposed to depending on cost of tuition or program that they're going to? I do. I, I think it's and male female. 
You know, if you're a female women's basketball player and you're a male basketball player, there has to be some consistency there. Again, that's, yes, if there's a flat fee, but it has to be, I'll say it a hundred times, it has to be consistent. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Perbolite Podcast. This has been Perb Take, where we do a weekly review of all the biggest news in sports. Uh, we had a pleasure of having a special guest on today, Mr. Athletic uh, Director himself, John Saris, coming in. Uh, were you pleased with us? Was it a good experience? Thanks for, have, <laughs> thanks for having me, gentlemen. Always appreciate the conversation. Always appreciate the insights. Cool. Thank you very much. Have a good day.